The Jeep Celebration event is here, which means great deals on the SUVs built to stand the test of time are waiting. Hurry in before time runs out. FCA vehicle owners financing at $4,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo models as of 3-3-2020 in dealer stock. Current vehicle must be registered for 30 days. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 3-31-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. On today's podcast episode, we will review how to get the most from using the OSHA.gov website to further your business and to help your clients through their OSHA compliance needs. So stay tuned. This episode is powered by Safety FM. I'm here to help you learn the business of safety consulting. This podcast, The Safety Consultant, will give you the tools to be your own boss by protecting the safety and health of others. It's a win-win. But before this episode, here's a message from our sponsor. Do you feel that your knowledge would be better served if you are your own boss? Your knowledge can help more people improve their workplace safety. Most of what you know may be wasting in a job that limits what you can do for the overall health and safety of workers. Now is the time to start your own business while you're still working for your current employer. Start your own safety consultant business with the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. Get your business legal in just a week. Brand yourself as an authority in safety, even on a shoestring budget. No more stressing about how to price your services fairly, but still make a profit. And experience the amazing feeling of being your own boss. This 100% online video course is instructor-led and will give you detailed steps to keep you focused as to what to do next to grow your business. Lay out strategies to keep you maximizing your marketing and networking efforts. And explain how to get money in between clients. Register today at safetyconsultantblueprint.com and enter the code PODCAST. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. Today, I'm going to show you how to leverage the OSHA.gov website to further your own business, as well as to help your clients. This is a very powerful website, and I do use it often for the purposes that I'm going to show you today. So let's just go ahead if you're driving i don't want you to do this because you're driving but if you're not then we're going to really go through the osha.gov website so on the osha.gov website uh, when you go to the home page you're going to see a few things so i'm going to start top to bottom first to get you oriented with the osha website so very top you're going to see united states department of labor and on that red banner, you're going to see the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the RSS feed, the email. Uh, and then there's also a search box there. Underneath the search box is going to be A to Z index. And then underneath that, you're going to see a white banner that says Occupational Safety and Health Administration, English-Spanish. So you could translate it to Spanish if you or see the Spanish version of the site if you hit uh, the Spanish button. And underneath that, you'll see a banner that reads, 
OSHA, Worker, Employer, Standards, Enforcement, Construction Topics, News Resources, Data, Training. The headings usually stay the same. However, from time to time, OSHA just kind of changes their site up a little. But usually that section at least is the same. The red top banner is actually a banner that will lead you to the U.S. Department of Labor. The middle banner, if you were to hover your mouse over the words occupational safety and health, that's actually the OSHA homepage. So if you ever find yourself and you wanted to get to the homepage from another page, you don't want to click on the red banner. You want to click on the one that actually says OSHA. So that's the, that's the one that you really want to look for. So I just want to at least let you know that one. And then the other thing that we're going to be looking for is the main portion of the website starts out with, it's pretty much, it's going to be the news of the season, if you will. And it's going to be mostly three to four different, uh, I guess today I'm looking at it, it's got five and it's, this recording is March 29th, 2019. So you're going to see just a slideshow of different topics that are important to OSHA at the time that you access the website. So if you were to click on any one of those topics, especially the main heading, it's going to get you to the section that OSHA is talking about. Working your way down a little further, you're going to see on the left column this webpage underneath that actual carousel of topics, you're going to see the page divide into three sections. To your left will be one heading that currently reads Take Action, lets you call OSHA. You can find your latest OSHA office. If you need to file, file a complaint or report an injury, subscribe to OSHA Quick Takes, get whistleblower information, and then there's a little two other things for submitting OSHA 300 logs, 300A logs, I guess now. And then request free consultation. And then frequently asked questions all of that one left uh, side in the middle. You're going to see the news section. So there'll be a little bit of news up front. Then there'll be their tweets. And then after that, on the very bottom, there is kind of like a public service it's basically a banner ad that OSHA's doing in-house, but you'll see that on the bottom. And then the far left is the tip of the week. Use protective equipment during flood cleanup operations is the one that's reading for this week that I'm doing this recording. Underneath that is the subscribe button, which will take you right back to quick takes. Then there's a little section that says OSHA working with employers. Training is a heading. Compliance Assistance is a heading, On-Site Consultation Program, Cooperative and Recognization Programs is also a heading. Underneath that, you're going to see an active scroll of people and entities that are working with OSHA to get either Voluntary Protection Program site or Safety and Health Achievement Recognition Programs. So those are the people who are going above and beyond, if you will for OSHA and for safety and health compliance. You'll see alliances all in that, and it'll be like a running scroll of, of those, uh, those things that 
OSHA wants you to see. These are our good actors. These are people we want to reward. And that's what that, that part of the site is. You scroll down, you're going to see a red banner. Again, it'll say U.S. Department of Labor. And underneath that, we'll have all the contact information and, and quick links and everything else. So those, that's the homepage itself. I'm going to scroll up. We'll go through the topping, uh, the, the actual toolbars, the home. But when you get to this, don't click on anything. Just hover your mouse over the words. So you hover your mouse over the words, OSHA first, starting left to right. You're going to see a drop-down menu without even clicking. That drop-down menu is going to give you some important information about OSHA itself and the organizational chart and a little bit about OSHA's booklet of what happens uh, after an OSHA inspection. They'll call it all, all about OSHA. That's a, a good one if you need your contact for your regional offices, your state plans. If you want to see what careers are available, you'll, that's where you, you'll drop down. Scroll to the next one where it says worker. You're going to see workers' rights, file a complaint, whistleblower protection, OSHA outreach training, worker frequently asked questions, write workbooks and labor li uh, liaison. I was going down to employer section. That drop down has a whole bunch of information regarding what an employer needs to know regarding OSHA and uh, OSHA's compliance. So I would kind of look through that. The ones that really stand out, especially for a consultant, there is a section that says small business resources. That section there was created so uh, people who are smaller than the 250 employees, anything over 250, OSHA counts as a larger company, so anyone 249 or less, they're small businesses. So OSHA has this resource center. Try to say that 10 times fast, right? Business resource center. I'm not going to do it 10 times fast, but they have that there so that you could even the playing field with money as to people who can't afford consultants with people who can. And therefore, that's what OSHA has. And that's going to be a bulk of information that you could use even for your own services. So we'll go through that too. And then you have the standards is the next thing. It tells you about the laws, the rules, standard interpretations, uh, training requirements by standard, which is very important. We'll go through that for growing your business and helping your, your clients. Regulatory agenda, which is OSHA has, and they used to do two. I don't know if they do two anymore, to tell you the truth, but they used to have two sessions in the spring, and one in the spring and one in the fall with the regulatory agenda. And the regulatory agenda is what's on OSHA's mind, what's coming up. So right now, I clicked on that just going ahead. It only says fall, and there's a bunch of different things that are up here, and um since I clicked it, let's go ahead and go through it. I didn't mean to do that. See, I'm jumping the gun. I wasn't going to jump the gun. I was going to try to do everything in orderly and not go in the rabbit holes. But okay, I jumped the gun. So I am on the unified agenda under the OSHA laws and regulations. That's the part where you just hover your mouse over where it says standards and you're going to get to the regulatory agenda or they call it the unified agenda. You're going to see the current agenda, what's currently on OSHA's mind. 
they're broken into different ways. So first you want to make sure the agency, which will say Department of Labor, OSHA, and then you're going to see wording like this, pre-rule stage, then it'll say proposed rule stage, final rule stage, and then long-term actions, which is actually new over the last couple of years. But pre-rules are things that uh, OSHA is going to be talking to. They're going to meet with stakeholders, and they're really going to make sure that you are going to understand that any open comments right now is the time that you, they're going to get that information, and that's in a pre-rule stage. All that information gets collected. Eventually, you go ahead and find those in OSHA's preambles. And then from that, you can see how a law gets its pathway to becoming a law. So there's a bunch of pre-rules right now. Pre-rules sometimes could be up to five years uh, when they start really thinking about changing some rules. And for you, once you're looking through these, you could use this in two ways for your business. First, you could use this to prepare your current clients uh, for rules that are coming up. So you would click on the far right, go to the Federal Register, and just go through what the new rules are going to be. And they'll be under uh, regulations.gov. And once you read through that, get a good understanding of what is coming, you now can advise your clients as to hey, man, we need to do more training on here to get ready for OSHA's pre-rule. Three, four years in advance, up to five, is usually the course. If you want to have more urgency, then look at the proposed rules. Proposed rules are usually within that 18-month period to two years, 24 months, that you're going to start seeing some action on these proposed rules. and those things now can stick in the mind of your client and you could also get training on this yourself for your business so that when these things become final rules, you already have a in to be the person that this client can go to that has a good understanding of these rules. And then the final rules for most course, and I'll say for most, means that it's, being, it's beginning to get implemented as it reads. There's a bunch of things. Well, one big one was the walking working surface in general industry. That was a final rule for, oh, goodness, I can't even remember. I think it was somewhere in the 20-year mark. Uh, it was just completely ridiculous. But usually in the final rule stage, you're going to see it 18 months to an actual six-month period when they're implementing the guidelines. So that's, that's something to really look out for. The new section, long-term actions, so this new section over here under long-term actions is something that OSHA is just going to uh, keep in mind. They're going to check in. They're going to make sure that uh, they're going to have a progressive way of addressing these issues. So when you see a long-term action, that's a compliance thing that you can use to say, hey, OSHA is going to progressively be looking into this topic. So that's under the standard section. Let's scroll right back up to the top of the page. You want to go into enforcement. Don't click on enforcement yet. Just hover your mouse over there. You'll see enforcement programs, national emphasis programs. 
local emphasis programs, directives, and severe violators. That's under the enforcement list. Construction, you're going to see uh, no drop down with that one. But topics, you're going to see drop down on uh, topics by sector. You'll see topics by special initiatives. You'll see topics under more help from OSHA. And there's a FAQ, frequently asked questions. News and resources going to the right. Hover your mouse over. You're going to see a drop down that says news releases, newsroom speeches, quick takes, and publications. Quick takes are great to have. That's OSHA's biweekly newsletter. If you haven't signed up for it, shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. Go ahead and sign up for it. You need it. It's, uh, it's really good. Get a good idea of some regulations that are coming up as well as enforcement activities in certain areas. OSHA really pushes this so that everyone can get a good idea that, uh, yes, they're still in the regulation and compliance enforcement mode, but they're also in the compliance assistance mode, and Quick Takes will show you both. Data is the next one down, and you're going to see a tab called Data and Statistics. Commonly used statistics is one that you've seen throughout your whole safety career. Then there's penalties by state, fatality reporting, searching by establishments, inspections by numbers, and the Bureau of Labor Statistics, Injury and Illness Statistics. And the very last one is training. So you go down there, you'll see training, training resources, outreach training, uh, facts about your OSHA cards, where you could get your OSHA Training Institute Education Center locations the Susan Harwood training grant material. They have videos and e-videos available as well. So that's the overview right there. So since this isn't like a, a full day uh, webinar or a full day seminar, I'm giving you a very short amount of time in a podcast and you're going to have to do some legwork yourself. I am going to uh, go ahead and, and show you a little bit about this. If you need even more information, you could go to my, let's see, where do I have it now? Primus Institute, primus.institute. So P-R-I-M-U-S, my last name, dot institute. And then you're going to see a listing of a few courses. I've got some courses out there that I've just really kind of honed in to say, okay, I want to make sure that my clients know these things. And then I open it up to the public later on. Uh, there is a class in there called the OSHA Master Class. I dig into this topic really big there. So I'm giving you the overview. You're going to have to go to the OSHA Master Class to get a little bit more information. So let's go to one of the ones that really, really means a lot to you. To you. So let's go first under enforcements. Under enforcements, you're going to see the National Emphasis Programs. Click on that link. When you get there, you're going to see these are the national emphasis programs for OSHA that says these hazards are so high in hurting people that we have to get involved and we really need to create an additional program that is specific to addressing these hazards. And under that, you're going to see all the names of the hazards. And then you'll see something called a CPL, which is a compliance letter. This letter is given to the compliance officer, and it's a guideline. This guideline shows when, is, when there's an enforcement measures 
regarding this topic, this is how you are going to enforce it. And it gives them a step-by-step-by-step -by -step -by -step guidance of enforcement. So what this does as a consultant is giving you step-by-step-by-step -by -step -by -step guidance of how you can consult your clients on these topics. First and foremost, you need an understanding of this. You can't just wing it. So if you don't have uh, an understanding of hexavalent chromium, don't go and grab that compliance letter and just try to fake the funk. You know, you want to be able to have some sort of experience. And if you don't have experience, get education so that you can then use this as some sort of service for your business. And also, go ahead and, you know, tap the shoulder of someone in your networking group that may have this experience and say, hey, can we work together on this? And take this compliance letter, dissect it, bring it to lunch, bring it to dinner, and just go through it, highlight it, write notes. And this is going to show you not only how OSHA is going to regulate this particular hazard, but it'll show you what keywords you need to use for your marketing campaign when you're ready to sell these type of services for these individuals. So that's the national emphasis programs, and they'll be ditto for the local emphasis programs. So what you do is just click on your region or whatever region you're targeting. If you want to get beyond your region, click on that, look for something that you have some understanding of, and then go ahead and, and learn what those compliance layers says and dissect it again, provide that in what's going to be your flyer, create a course revolving around that, uh, go out and actively, and let me back up. If you heard the wheels stopping, if you heard my brakes just tap over there, that was the screeching of my mind. The screeching of my mind tells me, Sheldon, back up real quick. So here, let's do it this way. I am in, uh, currently I'm in region four. So I'm not all about region four uh, because personally my business is international. But I'm going to give you something right now for just a, a reference point. So I'm clicked on Region 4, which is Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, uh, Mississippi, North and South Carolina, Tennessee. So I would first click on the compliance letter. And some of those states that I mentioned do have state OSHA plans. So I would click on the net on the compliance letter, and then I'd also look up their state OSHA plan to make sure that they're not more stringent than what I'm seeing. And then, uh, for instance, there's a powered industrial truck is one of the things that you is on the list as a regional emphasis program. So for that, I know that if I want to sell some business or get some business from someone who has forklifts or other powered industrial trucks, I'm going to look through this compliance letter up, down, left, right. If I'm going to go into Tennessee or the Carolinas, I'm going to go look at their state OSHA plan and I'm going to make sure that uh, the federal OSHA has to be the basis, but the states can be more stringent. And I'm going to look through those plans and see, okay, how can I create something using this that I'm learning here and I already have a baseline understanding uh, for any kind of service I could provide for my, uh, my constituents? I'm going to make a flyer. I'm going to flyer first because training will get you 
for instance, flyer first, and that's another screech, right? Flyer first, and the flyer is promoting a training session. You're going to write a detailed outline of what this course is going to look like using that compliance guidance, and then you're going to sell your outline, meaning uh, find a location that you're going to uh, go to, pick a date, reserve that location, write down that course outline, tell, tell on that flyer who this is good for. It's good for plant managers. It's good for uh, superintendents. It's good for safety resource officers. This is who the class is good for. This is also going to give you this benefit because everybody taking a class has to know why they're taking the class and it's going to be some benefit. So write that on your flyer. This is going to be your benefits for taking this class. Take those benefits right out of that compliance letter. And then after that, give them a way to pay. So now, if you've got a QR code with a link, once they click their phone at that QR code, that's going to go straight to a registration page. Boom, you got it. So sell your course first. Set at least a three-month time frame between when you're doing your course so you can keep marketing. Market it on your Facebook. Market it on an email. Market it on your LinkedIn. Market on any way that you can. Hand out flyers or keep flyers with you whenever you're going places. And make sure that you keep having enough of these in your queue so that you could have one event per month, which will always give you money in that way. Not all events go, yes, but at least that's going to keep you uh, working there. So that's how you would use this for your own benefit. And if you're representing a client, especially in an informal conference, you need to get a hold of this thing and look at it really good and understand what OSHA is looking for so that you can represent that client right. So that is the emphasis programs. I'm going to skip all the way over to data and statistics. So go ahead and hover your mouse over data and statistics. So when you get to data and statistics, which is a big one, right? I love the data and statistics because I gain a lot of understanding from this. There's so many nuances with data and statistics that unfortunately I'm not going to be able to break all this down for you today. If I get good feedback that says, hey, Sheldon, we want to learn a little bit more about this then go ahead and, and, and write some feedback and I'll, I'll go ahead do a little bit more. So I'll be good with that. But let's just hover your mouse and data statistics. And this time, instead of just hovering your mouse over it, I'm going to want you to click in data statistics wording. And it, it's the one, the first drop down one that says data and statistics. So click on that one, and then what I'm going to have you do, it's hard for me to do it just by my voice. As captivating as my voice is, <laughs> you're actually going to have to see stuff to yourself, right? So let's do it this way. Let's start with the establishment search and what I do with it. So in the establishment search, which is on the left side of this, you're going to look at that data. Uh, page and then under the establishment search if you want to vet a client someone calls you and they say hey I want you to look into our company and you're like yes nailed it I got me a new client go grab that card or make sure you get the correct pronunciation 
or spelling of that company. Type that name straight into the establishment search here. You want to make sure that they have no outstanding OSHA mitigation or anything without your knowledge because that's going to affect your price simply because you're going to need to have more intervention if that's the case. But it's also going to give you your history of this client too. So make sure that you get a good understanding of what OSHA intervention or OSHA activity is reported under this client. So the first thing I'm going to do there, establishment search. Or if you don't know a client per se and you just want to select an industry, then type in like a, a typical name. Like if you, uh, you want to click on the establishment search, one thing you could do, for instance, let's do roofing because I haven't met a, a roofing company that doesn't want to tell you they're in roofing. It's like you know, synonymous for everyone. So I'm going to type in, I clicked on establishment search. I'm going to type in just the name roofing. That's me typing roofing. So I got the roofing right there. I'm going to click before I do anything, I could quantify this search a little bit more. So I'm going to quantify this search and I'm going to look down to start date and end date. And I also want to start it. Let's say two years because everything's going to be fresh and then to my current date so i am going to click that and if i'm national then this will be great because it's going to give me a national outlook of people who have roofing in the title of their name it's going to be a whole bunch once you click that you're going to see it all over you know it'll be pages and pages and pages of that because unfortunately roofers they're like notorious for OSHA intervention because I don't know <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to think that they don't know by now that they need fall protection but you know you see it <laughs> so anyway so for there what you're going to do you just go ahead and you're going to click on that you're going to look down if you want to be uh, specific you could also say you want roofers in this location that's fine too However you want to do that, and the thing that you really want to look for is the NEICS code, the North American Industrial Classification System code. Highlight that code, and you could use that later on. But uh, once you do get, you know, that, that clicking for, for roofers, then you can't, uh, you could go a little bit further with that. So that roofing company, whatever that NEACS code is, just go ahead and grab that code. And now I'm going to show you something else. And this is to help you. This is to help your client. So let's say you grab that code from roofing and you're going to go to data and statistics. Let's your mouse drop that menu down. Drop it. There you go. And then you're going to go to something else. All right, I'm going a little crazy, right? So we're going to look at something else. Once you're there, we're going to go back and we're going to click on data and statistics again. Sure, you could hit the back button, but I'm teaching you something here. Scroll down a little bit more. You're going to see where it says frequently cited standards by the NEICS code right under where it says general duty clause. So you click on that, you're going to 
you're going to paste in that NAICS code that you just copied, hit submit, and now what you just did is you found out of every person in all the establishments that use that code, you have now created a profile of what OSHA's activity is for that code. So you know that there's at least those top 10, those top 15 things that you're seeing there, that those are the things that you should be looking for to have services to provide for that NAICS code. So you're going to get a hold of them through, um, you know, look for codes like, I should say, look for companies through networking meetings, through associations that are specific for that type of industry. Go out there, go to one of their meetings, bring a lot of cards and shake hands, talk to them after the meeting, uh, offer to do a free training for an hour so that now you have these decision makers or at least influencers in there and you know exactly what OSHA will be looking for. I know it's not safety culture, but it's safety compliance. Let's start with compliance before we get the culture, right? Let's, let's, let's do that. And truly that's going to get your, your ball rolling. So that's how I would use that to actually get in front of somebody. So now you've got two things there, or I should say three things. You got uh, a way to look up someone by your establishment. You got a way to look up uh, an industry to see OSHA's activity. You've got a way to also look up what the actual compliance and safety officers are being requested and um, mandated to do through the enforcement guide, if it's a national emphasis program or a local emphasis program. So you have exploited all of the drivers that are there to help with your business to get you more clients. And then the last thing that I'll show you, and uh, this is under training. So you want to go to the Harwood training grant material, all open source. So on the Harwood training grant material, you go down a little bit and you will see grantee develop training materials by topic, by language, by grantee. Let's go by topic. Once you look at that by topic, you now could find information that OSHA through the Susan Harwood grant paid a nonprofit or a tribal community or anything that met the grant specific criteria. And what happens is through this grant system, OSHA says, I'll give you the money to go ahead and find someone that is going to create a course for this underserved entity or underserved community or some other emphasis program. And not only that, we're going to give you the money in some cases to provide training for them for free. So if you're going for an aerialist company and you want to work with the aerialist company, that's the very first thing I saw in the Harwood Grants under A. I clicked on that. I see aerial safety. It's a PowerPoint with 137 slides. It has a pre and post test. Why don't you use that right there? Got that? You don't change anything because it's not your material to change, but you have that material there that you yourself can 
develop or you could use for your purpose. It's at least giving you the information that you need to create your own system, to create your own program. So this is going to help you with your with your businesses. There's some of these that I've used before in the past. And what, uh, what I've done is I kept everything. I did not change it. I didn't make it look like it's coming from Sheldon Primus. I just had to make sure that everybody knows that it's not my material, but it is material coming from the OSHA.gov website through the Susan Harwood grant material. So that's how I would do it. All right, when we get back, we are going to do the tip of the week. going to be still using the OSHA.gov website, but you want to use the eTools, eMatrix, Expert Advisors, and vTools. So you could go through the OSHA, go, you could type in either eTools, eMatrix, and see if you can get it that way. If not, go down to Topics area, and you can scroll down there and you can get it as well. Or even better, you could go to the employer section under small business resources, go to the right side of the small business resources on the very top bar, you hit the word small business resources, the second bullet is going to say eTools, eMatrix, expert advisors and such, so click on that, and then when you click on that, it's going to take you to a page, and there's a whole bunch of tools that you could use and use this for your classroom setting and make it interactive training for the individuals that are taking your classes. It's really good. And if you're back at the small business page, you can also see some other things that could, you could use for either your classes or you could use for your business itself for compliance guides and, and other things that will help you. So that's the tip of the week. Go ahead and use that OSHA.gov small business resources to your advantage. I will see you next Monday. This podcast is being sponsored by safetyconsultantblueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM. Imagine there was a way you could get an extra 20% off already incredible prices at Kildare Village. Well, there is. Just sign up to Privilege, our rewards program, and you'll be invited to our exclusive private sale where you can enjoy an additional 20% off at participating Kildare Village brands between 29th of March and April 7th. T's and C's apply. Sign up at kildarevillage.com and find something extraordinary every day. Dunkin' has new go-tos with great deals on two of your favorites, like two egg and cheese wraps for $2, two sausage egg and cheese wraps now for $3, two bagels with cream cheese spread for $4, and two bacon egg and cheese croissants for $5. 
these deals pretty much prove you can never have too much of a good thing. Head to Dunkin' now for Dunkin' Go-To's. A great deal for two, three, four, or five dollars. America runs on Dunkin'. No substitutions, exclusions apply. Participation may vary. Must buy two.